Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Ralph W. Basham, MD. Alex Brant Bernard Rasmussen. Co host Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brant Bernard. We will take a break, come right back. Anthony Lasquadro will talk about circumcision right after this with the family. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. It's not warm when she's away. She's away. Love this song. Ain't no sunshine, Ain't no sunshine when she goes. Love that guy's voice. Great, great voice. Let me know when Anthony's ready to go, we Andy. He is. Anthony Lasquadro. How you doing, Anthony? Hey Tom, I'm doing great today. How are you? I'm glad to hear it. Lasquadro is the correct the, the correct pronunciation. Yes, sir. It is. I like it. Anthony Lasquadro. Seven ways that circumcision damages your mental health. The signs you need to look out for. This is a hell of a topic today, Anthony, because our our daughter said, "I don't know if I can listen to this. I might start crying," <laughs> because Uh-oh. some people still circumcise their children. I guess Anthony Lasquadro, founder and director of Intaction. Intaction.org, I-N-T-A-C-T-I-O-N, Intaction.org. Circumcision causes, well, you know what? I don't even want to run down the list. I just want to listen to what you have to say, Anthony, because this is one hell of a subject. It, it sure is. You know, bizarre obsession with the bizarre American obsession about cutting babies' genitals. And people have to understand this is not commonly practiced in most of the world. Like, if you talk to someone from Europe, they would think that it's totally insane to do. They would cut their son's genitals. It's, for the most part, a unique American uh, practice outside of some religious uh, groups and religious faiths that practice it. Outside of that, it's not really done in most parts around the world. And so you know, why in America there's a reason why Anthony? we have a body the way it is. It's the way nature designed us to be. Mm-hmm. 
Why do you think it happened in America, Anthony? What, what, what started it all? Uh, it's a great question. I get it all the time. It started about 100 years ago in America, and there was this obsession in America about stopping masturbation. I, I kid you not. It's, oh, it's documented in books and in the literature very extensively. And one of the, someone that you know very well, uh, John Harvey Kellogg, who was the inventor of Kellogg's cornflakes, he was right, a celebrity right. doctor of his day, and he thought that masturbation was a vile habit that needed to be stopped to preserve health and, and mental sanity. And he was an early, he was one of the early promoters of circumcising boys. First, he tried to get men circumcised, and the doctors of the day tried to push this issue or market it, if you will, to men, and that wasn't really going over too big. So then they, they refocused their efforts to kind of go after babies because babies couldn't consent, and you just had to sell the parents on it. And once they were able to sell Americans on doing this to their sons, we became a circumcising culture. So a question I have for you, Anthony. So, so the, the part they remove, um, is it extremely sensitive? Is that what they thought, that it, that it was so sensitive that it, it aided in people's pleasure with masturbation? That, that's exactly it. The foreskin has over 20,000 specialized nerve endings. So they thought by removing that, it would get, it would take away that temptation from uh, young boys and, uh, and for men later on in life. And, uh, you know, it was part morality issues. It was part, you know, they, they, they cloaked it in health and hygiene. But, uh, you know, there's different motivations for it. But on the medical side, you know, doctors had this great income stream because every baby boy that was born oh, they could yeah. they could do this and you have to understand we have a fee-for-service medical system in america so the more doctors do the more they can build insurance and when doctors took over the birth process mm-hmm. which around you know like around 1940s when more babies became born in hospitals as opposed to being born at home circumcision sometimes they were done even without asking the parents in those early days and we became a circumcising really? culture. That is an amazing situation. Why? Uh, no, Kellogg claimed to have invented cornflakes to stop masturbation, too. How did he think that was going to stop masturbation? He was an advocate of a very bland diet. And the, the thought at the time was is that like things like red meat or spicy foods would inflame the animal passions. So if you could restrict your diet to the most bland food, and cornflakes was one of those things, uh, it would uh, calm down your animal passions. Okay. Whatever <laughs> there, Dr. Kellogg or Mr. Kellogg or what the hell ever your name is. Now, there's a list of things here, Anthony, that I, I, I wouldn't mind if you have, have the time to go through at least some of them. The pain from circumcision in infancy alters the brain. Infant circumcision has psychological consequences for men. So that from the time you're an infant, it affects you. Yeah, it does. And first of all, people have to understand that doctors can use little to no anesthesia on a baby during circumcision. They're just too delicate, and they can't tolerate anesthesia or analgesia like an adult can. So most, many babies are done with nothing at all. Uh, some babies are done, uh, they use uh, a light uh, cream called an Emla cream, which is an ointment, and they'll put that on. 
It's supposed to numb the skin. But let me tell you something. If I put some on your arm and then I poked you with the knife, you'd hit the ceiling. So it's not really that effective. Uh, so they're going through this painful thing. Another misconception is that it's a little snip, right? They're just going to snip it, and it's going to be over in an instant. This is a 15-minute procedure. The foreskin has to be torn, basically torn off, because on a baby it's adhered just like your fingernails adhered to your your nail bed. It has to be torn mm-hmm. off. It has to an initial cut has to be made, and then this device has to be has to be placed on, which crushes it. And what that does is that causes the blood to coagulate under the skin, and it causes hemostasis, or prevents the baby from bleeding. Because if a baby bleeds even a few ounces, it's life threatening. So they have to put this device on and it crushes the foreskin with over two tons of force, it would be like getting your finger caught in a car door and slamming it shut, except we're going to keep the car door slammed shut until the bleeding stops. That's how this device works. And then after that, then they can cut and scrape off the the crushed foreskin off from around this device. It's a 15-minute procedure. The pain goes on for hours, if not days, afterwards because it's a burning wound. It's... If you ever cut yourself, you know it, it hurts a long time. Uh, so the other misconception people have is that, well, a child, a baby can't remember it, right? So, like, if he can't remember it, they think, well, no harm, no foul. And people have to understand, just because a child doesn't remember something, that doesn't mean it doesn't affect him. The, mm-hmm. the pain and the trauma that's done to babies from circumcision has been associated with changes in the brain particularly the hippocampus, which is a structure in the brain that controls memory, emotions, and, and decision-making. So these, you know, a newborn baby is just starting to interact with its environment, and it's making all those neural connections. And the first thing we do to it is we give it this tremendous shock from this genital surgery. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, this pain can uh, cause changes in the brain and changes in behavior later in life. I can see that now, Doctor Basham. Do uh, you have any thoughts on this? You know the, you know the, the whole idea about uh, the circumstances. Really, there's, it's, it's a horrific part. But I guess my my question is: well, then how are the how are the psychological profile of Amer- American men different than European men or African men or Middle Eastern men? Well, I, I don't know demog- uh, demographically. Like, see, like when it comes to African men, some parts of Africa practice male circumcision, some don't. Uh, Europe, for the most part, they don't. Um, I, I can tell you one thing. I was in this, uh, it was a statement by a Dr. James Prescott. He's a neuropsychologist from the National Institutes of Health. And this is what he said. I'm going to read his statement. Circumcision limits and qualifies all subsequent experiences of pleasure, which are experienced upon a background of genital pain that is buried deeply in the subconscious brain. Psychologists believe that this deep memory imprinting may help explain why many men are aroused by sexual images containing violence and pain. So this, that's one of the psychological impacts that can, can affect it, uh, an individual stemming from circumcision at birth. So, so is he saying that uh, that's more common in America than in, in other places where circumcision is far less? South America, uh, for instance? That's what they're saying, correct. Hmm. Uh, they've also yeah, that found that uh, uh, infant circumcision causes PTSD, uh, and it also they found a university a study from the University of Sheffield that found that uh, circumcised babies have a higher percentage of 
SIDS or sudden infant death syndrome. And while SIDS can be multifactorial, it seems like the stress from circumcision is just one more stressor that can also sometimes be the straw that breaks the camel's back, so to speak. Oh, so, so, th- so they were saying that, uh, so is it the same thing for female circumcision, that there's a higher incidence of SIDS among those children, uh, the young, young girls who, are, who go through this, although they're older well, when they do that? Yeah, female circumcision tends to be practiced as a girl maybe from age 7 or 8 onwards to a teenager. So, so the risk of SIDS is passed, certainly. Yeah, they're, they're out of that. Uh, they're no longer infants or neonatal at that point. And what are the, what are the psychological implications of female circumcision? Or how is, and how does well, that compare to male circumcision? Uh that's a good question. There, there are, uh, uh, sure, the psychological impact to uh, female genital mutilation, really. Um, uh, I, I don't have you know, anything specific in front of me on female genital mutilation, but uh, the victims of that practice have been greatly affected by it. Uh, and is, is there any, you know, you know, men that have had circumcision, anything that can be done to uh, reconstruct the foreskin? Ooh, there you go. Uh, There's a fair number of men that are engaging in what's called foreskin restoration. Uh, It's done, uh, there's almost an online community of men that are doing this, uh, and they exchange information on how to do it. There are various devices that can be purchased. This is all uh, non-medical, but it is based on sound practice of skin expansion, and if you put gentle pressure or tension on skin, over time, it will start to grow, and uh, so, so that can be done, but it is a multi-year process to do this. It doesn't happen quickly, but there are men that have successfully restored their foreskin that, to the point where a medical doctor would have a lot of difficulty noticing the difference that whether that was a genuine natural foreskin or it was a restored one. Yeah. Uh, there's an intimation that uh, women who are uh, having uh, uh, men as partners uh, uh, should hope for a man to have a foreskin. Why, why is that? Because, uh, you know, foreskin is the way we were designed, really, to have intercourse, and uh, that sliding skin reduces friction, and it provides more pleasure for both partners because the... Uh, uh, it just you know, it's just the way our design, bodies were designed to function. Um, it's the way the I system works. I mean, when you works. have a foreskin, and really, you're, 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 your penis has more girth to it because it's wider mm-hmm. at the end because there's covering of skin that's over it and, and it glides back and forth. It's it's the way our design, bodies were designed to work. Anthony, was this all based in, in in some form of religion? Was there a religious element to this? Well, it is a part of. Uh, some faiths, uh, specifically the Muslim faith and the Jewish faith, you know, they believe in circumcision. Um, but you know, mm, okay. that's yeah, that was their belief system. But most of the world never adopted it. Now, here I am, a nice Catholic boy, and I went through it. What the hell did I do wrong, Anthony? <laughs> you know, too many cornflakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, it's definitely not a part of Christianity. If I had to wager money, I would wager that no pope has ever been circumcised. Because generally <laughs> oh, they come from right. Europe, the current pope is from South America. They don't practice circumcision there, and I don't think they become circumcised to become pope. So they're probably intact. 
So people can reach out to you at intaction.org, I-N-T-A-C-T-I-O-N, intaction.org, correct? That, that's our website. Anthony Lasquadro, thank you so much for your time. It, it's fascinating that people are, are – so it's been about only about 100 years, uh, and now they're starting to turn the corner. Do you think it will just eventually go away completely? Rates are declining, and just look what's happening in Minnesota. Uh, in 2005, Medicaid in Minnesota, which is insurance coverage for people of low income, they dropped mm-hmm. circumcision coverage in 2005, deeming it unnecessary cosmetic. You know, it's unnecessary I and like cosmetics. And, and they followed 18 other states that also did that. So... Uh, People are starting to recognize it's not necessary. Our bodies are just fine the way the way nature designed them to be. Anthony Lasquadro, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your time today, Anthony. Nice talking to you. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for thanks for speaking to me. Absolutely, we'll be back with the family. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years, but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner, and maybe even a friend. I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? (laughs) Real nice. Chuck Nabla. (laughs) Chuck Nabla. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020 and let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Speaking of circumcision. The only way you can get your voice that high. <laughs> Alex, I like your input on that. That was good. Didn't even wear the headphones. Did you headphones. run out of the room? No, I just didn't you wear didn't the headphones. You didn't put your headphones on? No. Yeah, you would not have liked to hear that. I remember it's having true. a little bit of a discussion about that in the hospital um, with Andy. I remember <clears throat> saying, do we really have to have this? I mean, is it something? And they're like, oh, it keeps the penis cleaner and it cuts down on certain cancers and it just sounded like you know if you didn't do this you're going to give your kid penis
this cancer. So well, here's oh, the, nice. the reason that I, I went for it. Eventually, was like, sure, I'll do it because they say that you have like four weeks or something after the baby's born where like their nerves develop more and then it's more painful and it takes longer to recover from it. So you have to make a decision by the time they're like four weeks or something. And Dan was like, we have to, absolutely. And I was like, no, I don't want to. Why mess with it? He's born this way. It's fine. And then I kind of asked some people opinions about it and the things that swayed me were... Yes, it does lessen the risk of penile cancer, which both of Dan's parents have or had mm -hmm. cancer in one way or another, so it kind of freaks me out. So I'm like, any way that no. I can lower risk of cancer in my children, I'll take it. But then <clears throat> also um, a lot of people that work in like retirement facilities, old folks' home, whatever you want to call them, they say that it's uncircumcised men in those situations are the ones to worry about because they, you know, yeah. older and they're not taking care of themselves as well and then they get infections and it can turn into sepsis and it can like really quickly turn into something really bad if they're not, and they're like it's actually really common to see really bad infections in older men that are uncircumcised. So it's not and I actually have a friend whose husband had a friend that ended up having to be circumcised when he was 16 because he wasn't showering because yeah. he was a 16-year-old gross kid. Gross. And he got such a bad infection that they needed to circumcise him. And it took, like, Ooh. weeks for him to recover. And I guess it was horribly painful. And they were like, it, sure. they were like do it when they're babies if you're going to. But I still am like, I don't know if it was the right thing to do. Yeah, the, I, you know, <clears throat> if, you're, if, if a man's not, or a child or a teenager's not circumcised, they need to be instructed on how to take care of themselves. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I'm sure and, he was, but he was a stupid 16-year-old yeah, boy that was like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, well, fine. And, yeah right. Well, and so, so you, you run in against that, that piece. And there are, there are medical conditions associated with it. There's a thing called uh, the phyomosis where you cannot reduce, you cannot pull the uh, foreskin back beyond the glands. Then there's called paraphymosis. It's pulled back and it can't get off and it can, and then it has to be cut just to release the pressure on the glands. I mean, you can mm. lose the end of the a penis like that. So that, you know, I, I understand his, the, the, his, his, um, um, argument about doing it or not doing it. But, you know, th there are, uh, reasons to have it done <clears throat> medically. They may not be as great as uh, you know, we fear or have been sold, but still, there's reasons yeah, I mean, to do the it. Lifetime risk of penile cancer is not very high. That's not great. It's one yeah. of the rarest <laughs> cancers, I think, yeah. out there. But it's yes. still like there's a lot of statistics one way or the other, and it's definitely not as you know, it's not as uh, clear cut as it were, as most people would say. <laughs> <Hi -oh. laughs> yeah, thank you. Yet when, a, when you know, I've been around a couple of ba uh, infant boys who have been circumcised, and they don't seem like they're in that much pain. They do it. They come back. They're smiling. They're eating. They're. Oh, it's not like Sage they affect them in the way. Pissed after his, he cried for hours. Yeah? It's horrible. Really? I think that that's part of why I'm like, should we have even done this? Because he was, he had, he was, it was bad. Well, they administer lidocaine. I'm yeah, sure. Sure did. So. Yeah, yeah, no. I was there. Sure she did, did it. She did it on our dining room table. Hmm. Oh, for Christ's sake! Now I'm going to have lunch over there. And, yeah, great. 
I'm sure well, she put then. at least a sheet down. <laughs> I would she hope did. so. No, but paper. she, yeah, it's like they put like a numbing cream and then they inject a lidocaine and then do mm. it. And yeah, he was not happy about it. But at all. I, just my experience with the two grandkids, you know, the boy didn't seem like that big a deal. They had it done, <clears> came back, had a bite to eat. They were fine. And they, even they weren't crying when they came back. They were just sort of snuggled yeah. up. And, and, and when you changed their diaper, it didn't seem to be that uncomfortable. Yeah, he yeah. didn't have any like after... Yeah, like so changing I, his diaper, he didn't seem to care at all. But I, don't know. I mean, really, kind of like... both the risks of not doing it and the risks of doing it are both very, very minor. So yeah, it's it kind like, of a horse apiece. Yeah, at that I was going to say it's like six of one yeah. half yeah. dozen of the other yeah. because but, it prevents. It does like statistically, it prevents certain things, but there are also things that you can like. It lowers STD rates quite a bit, but you know, STDs oh. are kind of well, something that's you good can for the world. It's true, but you could also, like, not get yeah. STDs based on your own behavior. So yeah. there's that. What, what, circumcision reduces risk of STDs? Because there's nowhere for the virus to, you know, take hold. Breed. There's, yeah. There's hiding spots. Pretty much, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the statistics yeah. are yeah. They're pretty oh, I remember reading that, and I was I like, well, that's not a factor. Because <laughs> no. I, my son will not be. Of course not. Yeah, yeah, like, my, my son will be using condoms all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Wait until you get the condom. God, I hope so. Wait, wait. So, so wait until you get the condom lecture. Have you had to have the condom lecture? Not with my 18-month-old well, son. Well, we, no. well, when, jo- when Josh and Ashley in several were, years, you're going to be. When Josh and Ashley were younger, we all the rules were in our house is that whoever, whatever parent got the question, whatever you know, intimate question or sexuality yeah. question, you, then you were obliged to answer it at whatever <clears> level <throat> you thought it was appropriate for that time. Yeah. So Lindsay got how they make babies question. Okay. And we, we, were, we were talking about STD. We, you know, we were trying to give them a sense of STDs, AIDS, and stuff like that. Saying, you know, you know, when you have sex, you use a condom. We'd say, we'd say that. And they, and they heard that when they were little. And I was walking home one day, and Josh says, well, do I have one of these already? Because he, he, didn't, he, didn't yeah. con- he didn't understand, what, was this something right. that is yeah, built yeah, into yeah. me oh. that I don't know about? I haven't yeah. found yet. You know, can you show me where this thing is yeah. on me? Where is it? That, that where? Kind of so I said, no, you buy them at the grocery, you buy them at the drugstore and it's something you can get and blah, 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 blah. And then you get, and so there's a went, storage spot by your scrotum. You got and, a banana and, and, and you, no, well, well, no, it's not, this is not funny. This is true. So, so we, so we're driving to the, to the, by the drugstore and they go, Hey, we're by the drugstore. Let's get some of those condoms. True story. There you go. True story. I said, there you, I go. you know, so I got the question. Yeah. I went to got the condom. We, you know, we, we took them home. And you know we you know Ashley said hey Dad put one on and I said no I think we're doing it a different <laughs> way we're different yeah. way and we get a stick we unrolled it and showed yeah. them what that sort of stuff unrope they got one they got to open it up they could look at it so it's just a balloon blow it up like a balloon I was gonna say so and that was the, and that was the, so they were introduced to that so they knew that that's what it was I think though you know yeah. we got through it. Yeah. And, you know, I hope, you oh, know. I'm like a brutally honest parent about things. Like if Fawn yeah. asks me a question, I'm like, here's the adult answer. And, yeah. and a lot will, of people. And like they, will I answer, take, they will take the information at the level they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. you get it. You, there's all sorts of things you can tell them. But at some point, they're not going to say, hey, well, that does that. that oh, that part is not important to me. I yeah. just want to know, oh, this and this. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. The, this is, oh, dad's got this. Mom's got, oh, okay. I see the point. I see the, I get the gist of this. But when they're, you know, 10 or 11, they'll take a little more of that. When they're teenagers, they may be able to say, oh, okay, now I get what they were saying. Now this all makes sense. Sage said penis for the first time like two weeks ago. Yeah. Birch was like writhing around on his back and he walked up and poked him. And he was like, penis. I was like, yep. Good job. Correct. I could be wrong, but I feel like I never had that talk. 
like at all. We, you guys would not speak to me about anything. Yeah. I try. Well, there you go. We're like the prudest. I, d- I did talk to time. you about things, especially when Bill Clinton was uh, oh, running yeah. around telling everybody that oral sex wasn't sex. <clears throat> I remember. Oh, having, that's right. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, ta- I talked to you. You guys never asked anything. No, I remember, we did not. I remember you. The biggest thing I remember is you talking about how it's a responsibility. You're like, if you're ever going to have sex, no matter if you use birth control, condoms, whatever, there is a potential of getting pregnant. You're like, there's yes. no 100 percent guarantee sick. True. and getting sick. Yeah. Yes, but she's like, true. but she's like, so I mean, if you're okay with potentially getting pregnant, go ahead. Knock Even yourself. if you're using protection, like, mm. yeah, go wild. But this, that's like the choice that you're making because that's a really big responsibility. And I remember being like, it is. I know yeah. it is, but a lot of people don't think it is. No, they have no concept of the responsibility of having children, having an infant, and, and the care and the responsibility that's taken. Oh, God know. no, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why so many children of unwed mothers end up get passed off to the grandparents. Yeah, you know, because they don't. Oh, I don't want this responsibility. Grandma, will you help me with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's boom. Yeah, her mom, mom mm-hmm. of the, the yeah. mother. No. Yeah, yeah, it's there was a. Um, there was a photo this morning of a 21-year-old woman in, I believe, in England, and she has a little baby who's breastfeeding. And oh, I uh, was listening to the morning show, and you talked about that this morning. We were driving to get Sage a bookshelf, and I was like, oh, my God. She apparently likes the spray tan deal, this mom does. Mm. And uh, so apparently she does the spray tan quite often, and she was going to go out. The baby needed to be fed, so she fed the baby, breastfed the baby, Uh-oh. took him away, and his entire, from his nose down to his chin, from his left ear to his right ear, his face was dark brown <laughs> because the spray tan bled over onto his face. Yeah. That can't be healthy. <laughs> she, was mid, no, you don't she was mid-tan. Yeah, and then needed her, to uh, feed the baby. And, then, and did we get a shot of the breast? You know, with a, with appropriate cover up because because yeah, some of the breast parts, well, yeah, a face pale. a face plant on the on the breast. Oh, yeah, yeah, interesting choice. That's bordering yeah. on body dysmorphia, though. Yeah, that's... the fact that you can't not get a spray tan for you know just how because how long do you breastfeed for? Like a year. Uh, the average is a year. So, yes, you know, the go world, go without for one the year. The World Health Organization suggests three years. Well, lay off, seems like a little much. Lay off the lay off the <laughs> spray tan on your breasts and that. Yeah, yeah I don't know why you're. I would think they so. need to be tan. Like, where are you going? That you need tan. Nude beach. Boobs. I'm thinking Dan, Dad might not be in the picture, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're absolutely right about that. That's I know. Right. Dad is not in the picture. Maybe it's a work-related decision. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's what it was. Well, if, you, if you consider snaring a guy to be work, which she probably does. Oh, oh, oh like your mother did me. Like your mom did to me. She Sexist. snared me. She was she was she snared you. She wow. she saw that young man I walk through that door. Oh, yeah. yeah, and she nice batted work. those eyes and she she said, Oh, how can I help you? You know, I see that you know, you Whoa. you brought it on yourself, Catherine. You brought it on yourself. I guess. One thing I would tell you about the picture of the mom that uh, that spray tanned her body or whatever, and then <coughs> passed it on to the kid. Her body. Whatever she was doing, uh, she's a very pretty young woman, but the look in her eye, she's a massive pain in the ass. I can just tell you by looking at her. You know what I mean? Well, most people that need to be tan all the time are high maintenance. Well, yeah. 
Man, uh, yeah, that is a oh, yeah. yeah. You're right. You start you start you start going down the list of maintenance. You know, getting your hair done, getting your eyelashes done, getting your eyebrows done, getting your nails done, tanning, waxing. You know, you, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I get tanning is down below. I don't know where it lays on there, but it's it's down at the bottom of that uh, food chain. Yeah, it's way down at the bottom of maintenance. Teeth thing. whitening. Oh, teeth whitening, mm-hmm. right? Teeth whitening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, it, I, I know, know. I know some women that do none of it, and I know some women that do all of it. Yeah. It's like, is spray tanning more or less healthy than normal tanning? More. Yeah. More. You can't, yeah, more yeah, there's, you can't well, I mean, there's no kiss, get skin cancer, but all the crap that's in the spray. Yeah, I don't in, know. Inhaling there, the. Yeah. yeah. There's not. There's there. I, there's no long-term <clears throat> uh, studies that can be able to say one thing yeah. or another but you know 30 40 years from now oh by the way yeah, you know, I, do I know wonder. that is yeah. that's why I'm I'm afraid of laser hair removal for that reason I'm well, like it's a laser that can't really It scares me I'm like I don't know 50 years from now it could be like everybody's growing cysts in their armpits no it's just no. thermolysis <laughs> of the follicle that's all it is. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not not like a chemical you're smearing I know it, it scares you, me you, you know you probably should, you should probably be scared by deodorant more than anything else I didn't put deodorant on this morning. I know, but anytime you should probably should not. You probably should not. You probably not eat. I don't use. Stop eating. Stop putting any goo on I, anything. Today I've barely eaten. Like I said, so okay. <laughs> I'm you, starving. You put goo out of something. You get the goo out of something. You squirt some goo on you from something. What? Yeah, with like you know, like goo. hand cream, or hand lotion, that sort of stuff. Goo. goo, yeah, goo. The cosmetic industry is pretty bad about that. I'm whole. very careful on what goo I use. <laughs> I've got an app. I'm very careful with the goo that I apply on my skin. It is all true. We shall take a break. Be right back for the last segment of the day with the family. <laughs> Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Was your New Year's resolution to work out at the gym to lose weight? Now it's almost March, and you haven't shed a pound We'll do what I did. Let the coaches at Ultimate Weight Loss help you lose weight fast. With the help of Ultimate Weight Loss, I lost 41 pounds, another 42 pounds in each of my first two 40-day programs, and I didn't have to exercise. Summer will be here before you know it. So start now, look great, and feel even better by losing 20 to 40 pounds with the help of my friends at Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss, powered by Nutramost. Due to the tremendous success of their clients, they are now opening a Woodbury location. That's on March 2nd. They will then have three locations to serve you in Plymouth, Edina, and Woodbury. Starting today, live your healthiest life. Schedule an immediate consultation. Call Ultimate Weight Loss, powered by Nutramost, 763-333-7337, 763-333-7337, or go to their website, ultimatewl.com. That's ultimatewl.com. <laughs> I'm walked into your house, or whatever it is. I forgot. It's something. I know that. In any case, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the family. Um, I have to ask you all a question. Mm-hmm. These TV people, whether it's news people on TV, or commentators, or show hosts, or whatever, <clears throat> um, 
Do you think they'll continue to make fools of themselves? I saw a bunch of video yesterday of all these people like Bill Maher and people like that kissing Michael Avenatti's ass back in the day. Oh, mm-hmm. God, did they ever. It was oh, unbelievable. sucking up was crazy. Oh, they sucked up to that fraud. Oh, my God. You know, he's going to prison forever, isn't he? Uh, I don't know about forever. But, he's going uh, to prison. And, you know, he's there. he was their big buddy because he would say exactly what they wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to prison and they look like complete fools. But now, I used to like watching Wendy Williams, and then about a year ago, I got sick of her because she got way over the top. You know, she's way over the top with her act. Yeah. She did something yesterday that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, I shouldn't say it. But for her, it was way out of line. So, I didn't even know she was still, like, around. Does she still have the Wendy Williams show? Oh, Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams show. Uh, You ready? The shocking murder of Dr. Amy Harwick, a family and sex therapist once engaged to the Price is Right host, Drew Carey, has gotten lots of coverage over the past few months. But one report on her death is now drawing backlash per people on Monday during the Wendy Williams show. The namesake host informed a gasping audience about Harwick's death as well as the gruesome way she died. She was thrown from a third floor balcony to her death. Probably landed on her head, they think. Yeah. Okay, so she was thrown from a building. They said she fell, but she was thrown. It's ridiculous. Then, in a cringier moment, after telling the crowd that Harwick was killed not by Drew, Williams inexplicably added, Come on down! And then looked up at the ceiling, and her eyes went to the floor <gasps> as if she was watching her fall to her death. That's really Hello. bad. What? What is wrong with these people? She sounds like a lunatic. She's reaching for comedy. She's a a shock jock. That's always what she's been. Yeah, that's that's true, Andy. You're right about that. Broadcast TV. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Broadcast TV is pretty much over. Come on down, a Price is Right catchphrase, then moved her gaze from high uh, down to the floor as if watching someone fall. ETOnline.com reports that besides groans, there was mostly silence from Williams' audience. The site also notes that at one point, Williams incorrectly calls Hardwick Hardwick. Pushback against Williams quickly emerged online. I know, hashtag Wendy Williams did not just make a come on down joke about Drew Carey's ex fiance getting killed by being thrown off a third floor balcony. One shocked viewer posted, some are even calling for her firing. Y'all know I hate cancel culture, but can someone please cancel at Wendy Williams? She is truly problematic. Another commentator wrote, or another commenter, excuse me, wrote, For NBC News, this is the second time in a week Williams has found herself at the center of controversy. Last week, while telling men they didn't understand the rules of Galentine's Day, in other words, gay Valentine. No, it's I thought Galentine's Day for was women. women. Well, that's women? Yeah, pretty together. sure Valentine's, oh, Day, Galentine's Day is for women. Oh, okay. No, it's like you get together uh, had... with your girlfriends and have dinner and celebrate female oh, friendships. Okay. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And when is this? The day before Valentine's Day. <clears throat> so February she, she, 13th. So, so the guy's should be afterwards. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Last week, while telling men they didn't understand the rules of Valentine's Day, she added, I don't care if you're gay. Stop wearing our skirts and our heels. Just saying, girls, what do we have for ourselves? Williams has since apologized for those comments. Didn't she get canceled for a while and she went to spin dry or something? Uh, I was going to say, yeah, she had, she had there some was sort of that thing. Happened. Yeah, there was some, yeah, there's sort, some of sort of she, uh, past oh. that's not good. Glug, glug. 
But you know what Andy would just pointed out? I used to like watching her show because she was funny, and then she got more and more outrageous to try to draw an audience. I was going to say, you used to be a Wendy Williams fan. Yeah, I know. I did. I come up. I was like, what are you watching? Wendy Williams. (laughs) It's stories. She didn't do that stuff back then. She bust open a Slim Jim and... Yeah, yeah. Started on gum fire. on the wall. Look at all the gum that I've got on the wall. I'm like, wow, this is yeah, really you're right. something. She okay. was living in a sober house in early 2019 due to a cocaine addiction. Cocaine. Oh, poor thing. Ah, that's and, yeah, cool. she got poor thing. Yeah, like her and where did she husband cheated on her and fathered a child with someone else. Oof. She had a oh. rough couple of years there. That's not good. Ah. Yeah, she started off as a, on a morning show in radio somewhere. I don't know where it was, but uh, she's gotten worse and worse and worse, and now she's just way over the top. Yeah. I mean, making fun of a woman being thrown to her death? Yeah, how is that funny? That's the definition of poor form. Poor yes, form! Definitely. You're absolutely right. She, she might be the definition of poor form when you look at her physique. Right. Mm. Ralph oh, that's kind of negative, W. Basham, M.D. Way to go. Well, like she, Rude. You know, it's, I don't know. She's, she's had she, plenty of surgery. She's using, she's using her surgery. She does, she, look, she likes the fitted clothes for a reason. And she I, does, it, yeah, you she know, does. And I, it's, she's troubled and troubled. She is troubled. Youth. I mean, it's just an awful, awful thing to, to her to yeah. act like that. And if she's got a chemical problem, you know, you know and it goes... It goes back to you know all these all oh, these entertainers yeah, that have chemical up problems. A picture of her and I everybody. See what every, now. No, what was the young man who just died? Uh, oh, the uh, Mikey from Recess. Yeah, yeah. he died. He was on Doctor Drew's intervention kind of program. Why isn't there more serious kind of intervention for these people to help them? Help them get them off this garbage yeah. that they're well, on. Well, it's, it's yep. actually pretty hard for people to get help a lot of the time like i have a friend who has a relative that has a drug addiction and they're like we don't have any money to spend on treatment narcotics yeah. anonymous is free yeah but that has to that, they have to be willing to go well, and they, attend meetings but, and oh, but so this, it's like but mikey yeah. was involved with dr drew and his intervention program so this was this was <clears throat> Someone that was there, you know, it, yeah. it is something else. But I'm just else, talking about like your average. But something else needs to be done to help these people. We've got this bad yes, of a narcotic problem true. and people are dying all around. Yes. We should try wow. to do something to reach out to these people to do something to get them yeah. away from this sort of stuff. Whether it's yeah. arresting them and say, here's your choice. You start taking this medicine, be clean and not be and not be in prison or you're in prison. You're not going to, we're going to, one way or the other, you ain't going to use the drugs. Well, and it seems like, so there's addicts that they're like oh yeah i'll go to a meeting or stuff but like you know like two meetings a week isn't gonna help it's one meeting I, a day if you go into mm-hmm. the anonymous kind of program yeah, i True. know two people that are now dead from yeah. overdoses and both of them went to treatment plenty so clear it doesn't yeah, so clearly it doesn't work so something has to be changed because it ain't working well, that's like Dad. The place that you went, their success rate is like way higher than any other. <coughs> it is, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, there were people that, yeah. I mean, there's always going to be people that it's unsuccessful, but mm-hmm. their success rate was way higher than like AA or. Re- recidivism is very high, <clears throat> and yep. you know, and it's just and so much of the homeless problem is a drug addiction problem. Yes, so if we can do is. something to help these people to get away from that stuff, then the homeless problem wouldn't be as great kind of solve most of that yeah uh, yeah I, I, it's the whole thing's just 
I do have a, somewhat of a problem there because because I have had friends who've lost family members to drug yeah. addiction, and then there are some people who just will not try to get uh, try to get help, and those people, the, the ones who won't, just won't even try to get help. I just kind of like. I know, or like pretend uh, to try. They're like, "Oh, you'll go," and then yeah. they don't actually or, ever change. Or, or you know, or sure, as a society, we say, "Hey, if you don't want to change, you're screwed." <coughs> Just yeah. walk away from them, and uh, yeah. but emotionally Sometimes walking away, to. like they say, an Al-Anon is extremely difficult, mm-hmm. Vir- uh, virtually impossible for a loving parent. Yeah. yeah. But that's what they say. Hey, okay, yep. you're done. Yeah. You know, Tom, you you've mentioned a, a close friend of yours who has had a, had an alcohol problem, and mm-hmm. they have. Not in the, and they said, I'm just going to start drinking as soon as I get out of this place. Mm-hmm. And they oh, yeah. did. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, matter of fact, when I went through that one uh, one deal um, a while one back. One deal. Well, I, mm. I remember. Not the many deals. Well, most recent We, we deal. got our little, our, got our, uh, our graduation certificate, and the guy went right over and bought uh, a couple of bottles of booze. What? Mm. Oh, God. He, I, oh, yeah. He, he, the second he got out, he because he was in there. I, I was just a... Yeah, he was an inpatient. You, you were outpatient. Yeah, he was in, I was outpatient. As soon as he be, was done being an inpatient, he went right to the liquor store and bought booze. That's crazy. So and he didn't of, listen. He didn't pay attention to any of it. And one of your classmates, for lack of a better term, one committed suicide when you were in treatment. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and that's, yeah, yeah, you did. But the suicide rate for people stopping alcohol is really <coughs> high. It is like well, I've been drinking really because yeah. the alternative is facing things that mm-hmm. they can't handle. Yep, psychologically. Yeah, yeah. So. I think that's true. Well, but your I don't really, program was drugs and alcohol, wasn't it? I mean, not for you specifically, yeah. but every like there right, were people in right. there that had drug addiction too. They did a really good job with that. You know, the Health Recovery Center does a great job with that. They really do. Yeah, I was very impressed by um, them. I went to classes with my dad because they talked about so many mm-hmm. things that I was like, this is interesting. Yeah. No, it was very interesting. Yeah. I, uh, and the people I was in there with, they were very, very <laughs> nice. I haven't, I haven't talked to any of them since, but, you know, they, most of them were not from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So, uh, look, it's not a situation like, ah, screw them, they're drug addicts, they're going to die, oh, yeah, it's well, too bad. I know it isn't. You shouldn't do that. As a society, you shouldn't do You should no. do that as a person. But I'm just saying, well, what, you, what we're doing now ain't working. Mm-hmm. It right. ain't working. No, you're absolutely so right. So we got to yeah, change. You either have to that. be a voluntary, like, yes, I want to get help, or you're just, it's just not, there's nothing set up for people that it's like, I do want to get help, but I don't really want to, like, put in as much work as I... Well, that. But the pro- program so in Ro- Rhode Island is this. You have a minor offense, you're arrested, you're taken to jail, and they say, here are your choices. Here's a medication that will keep you from taking the narcotics. You're going to take this the rest of your life, just like high blood pressure pills. You know, We're going to provide oh, it really? through the state. You're, you're, it's okay, you're going to be taking this, and then maybe we're so going to try does, to get you How does the medication it. prevent them from taking narcotics? It just takes away, the, whether it's methadone or one of the other drugs, yeah. oh, it okay. takes yeah. away the urge. It's yeah, like yeah. Uh, okay. Shantix. Takes away the yeah. urge for the nicotine. Yeah. And so what okay. you do, nicotine, <clears throat> not nicotine. Yeah. And so you, um, you take this. You're taking this the rest of your life. So you don't. So the recidivism is reduced. Mm-hmm. And if it, you do come back and you do, well, you're going back to jail. Yeah. One way or the other, we're, you're not going to use these drugs. Mm-hmm. So until you until you start, you can't. It's clearly we can't get rid of the suppliers. So you're going to have to reduce the demand. Yeah. Yeah, I, knew, like I know someone. Too. Yeah, I know someone who whose mom had to take uh, what's that stuff? Whatever it's called. That yeah, makes that makes you, methadone. 
No, uh, no the, it makes for you alcohol, throw it, makes, up. it makes you not uh, uh, and abuse. Yes, and, and abuse. abuse. Yeah. Exactly. No and abuse. Yeah. It makes a, It makes your liver unable to produce or uh, to process the um, acetaldehyde, which basically means if you drink alcohol, your entire body gets flooded with something very close to formaldehyde. And, and you don't feel very good after yeah. that. That's right. Yeah. But it worked. I mean, you yeah, know. How many, more, how many more talented people are we going to watch die? You yeah. know, Prince, John Belushi. Well, right? Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's like, keep going. Yeah. This is also a mental health issue. It's not just a drug issue. So there's, because yeah, I mean, is. if you no, give somebody is. a pill to not drink and it's like, oh, you can't drink, but then they're still going to have their mental health problem that they're trying to avoid and, by and, and substance what, and, abuse. And what, and what does my buddy Conrad Monty say when he goes to meetings? He says, you. you didn't become an alcoholic because your car broke down <clears throat> in front of a bar. No, yeah, no. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like it. You know. No, that makes total sense to me. We can close with this. Vandals hit Plymouth Rock and nearby memorials with red paint overnight, but if they had a message to impart, authorities haven't figured it out yet. Most of the vandalism at the Massachusetts landmark was indecipherable, but the vandals did paint 508 and MOF legibly, uh, reports USA Today. The area code of Plymouth is 508, though it's not clear whether that's the connection. The vandals also hit a statue, a monument, and other historical markers, and maintenance crews were busy uh, power washing them all. CBS Boston reports that the famous rock symbolized where Pilgrim stepped onto the shores of America was pretty much clean by Monday afternoon. We are saddened and sickened by the recent vandalism in our historic town, tweeted town manager Melissa Arigi. Along with a photo of a vandalized statue, this is just one of our historic monuments that was hit. We will begin cleanup as soon as possible, and the police are investigating. This year marks the 400th anniversary of the Plymouth uh, Pilgrim landing. And the uh, town has been busy gearing up for celebrations to, uh, well, they're going to begin the spring, as a matter of fact. The rock has previously been the target of vandals, but nothing on this scale, said Police Chief Michael Bottieri. So why are you driven to vandalize Plymouth Rock? The the fact that they put the area code of Plymouth makes me think it was some misguided pride effort. Like Plymouth Pride. Oh, really? So you think they were... I don't know. They, they, they were... Well, it would be weird to put so the area code yeah, of like the a, place on if you're... Like, what are they saying? Like 508 weird, is like, the bad area code? It doesn't... Like, but what's, yeah, what's yeah, MOF? Right. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, MOF. No, MOF. Massachusetts. Was it MOF or LF? MOF. MOF. MOF, but... Ministry of Food? Frank. Microsoft Operations Framework? My only maximum operating (laughs) frequency, Mr. Mm. Oscar Fiduciary Mayflower. (laughs) Mayflower. Oh, Mayflower of. I don't know. May of flower. May of, how about <laughs> May of flower? We're all so creative today. Yeah, we really but are. It's going on. What it means to me now is that's going to do the show for today. <laughs> and we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.